e ngā iwi, e ngā maunga, e ngā awa, te nā kūtou. Te nā kūtou i tēnei whakapāhotanga o Taringa, e kōrero nei uh, i nā ahuatanga, ara o ngā riri ki tā wahi, ara te pakangatuatahi me te pakangatuarua, a nei te rāwhakamaharatanga, e tatamai nei te rāwhakamaharatanga o ngā hōia. Nō reira, te nei te, te tangi, a, ki o tātou mate, a, i hingai, i rungai ngā marae o te riri ki tā wahi, a, ki whenua rereke, ki iwi rereke, ki kōkei, rātou kāri hoki mai o tira, rātou i hoki mai me ngā Ngā rifa, o aua pakanga, ngā rifa ki te tinana, ngā rifa ki te ngākau. Nō reira, ka whakamaharatia rātou mua ki tonu atu e tātou, a nei rā mātou e mihi nei kia koutou, te nā koutou, te nā koutou. Um, so welcome to this uh, installment of Taringa, again brought to you by uh, Te Wānonga o Te Eroa, uh, from the bustling metropolis of Te Aumutu and a bit more of a solemn uh, episode in that we are, uh, this is our Anzac special and that will be the, the foci or kaupapa that will guide our kōrero today. And I done a mihi to uh, those of our tūpuna koraua uh, who went overseas to both the World War One, World War Two, and other campaigns because while Anzac was born out of Gallipoli, Anzac is means more than that. Um, but part of the, the focus that we'll be focusing on Iroto i te ine kōrero rero is uh, about uh, te hoko whitu atu and um, kōrero and waiata that came out during both World War One and World War Two. Nō reira, ko mātou tēnei mihi nei kia koutou e te iwi, nau mai, nau mai. Hoki mai, tēnā koutou. Pēwhiana kōrua o tira kei konei aku hoa, tēnā koe te pua heiri. Tēnā koe o tira, tēnā koutou katoa te hunga e whakarongo mai nga puta noa i tēnā i tēnā o tātou whare. Nō rere mihi ana kia koutou i runga noa i tēnei kaupapa whakahirahira i tēnei rā whakamaumahara ki ki a rātou. Tēnā koutou. Ki a rā. Me koe tahi uh, tūhene, kia ora Erika. Kia ora, pae te kite a uh, kōrua, i runga i te hui topa. And um, yeah, good to be here to talk about our part, uh, to remember our Anzac soldiers and our Māori battalion and hopefully learn some more treasures of truth. Kia ora. Kia ora. Ka pai, um, nō reira, uh, before we launch into our kaupapa kōrero, uh, ka, ka hoki ki te kiwaha. Te kiwaha! Te kiwaha! Kiwaha! Anei e te iwi te kiwaha mo um, tēnei wiki, hea tātata kiwaha e homa? Um, kei raro e putu ana. Kei raro e putu ana. E putu ana. Ai, e putu ana. Yeah, I was watching this TV show the other day on Māori television and I heard someone say it. They had just finished a competition between the people on the show and the person who lost said that. 
Yeah. About themselves. Yeah, or about how they performed in that particular competition. Yeah. <laughs> or the results of their performance. So <laughs> so they lost. So I took it to mean that they were on rock bottom. Yeah. They didn't do, they didn't do well at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it depends on, you know, uh, so I might say to someone, oh, you know, how's work? How's pefeana te mahi? Pefeana te mahi? And, and, and they might answer, oh, kei raro e putu ana. And in that context, it'd mean, oh, I'm just really swamped at the moment. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm not doing too well, actually, is another interpretation of yeah. that kiwaha in that context. Similar to um, e pokea ana aui te mahi? Yeah, so that in that context, e poke anau, yeah, yeah, e poke anau te mahi, um, is would be very similar. Oh yeah. Or you know, you could be talking about a team that's not doing so well, and whatever. I don't know. I don't watch sports, but you know what I mean. <laughs> and oh, did you see such and such? Oh, bro, kei raro ratau e putu ana. Okay, cool. Yeah, they're they could be at the bottom of the table, useless, down and out. Not doing too well. Down and out, yeah. down and yeah, out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Some people uh, say you could you could actually visualize it like a putu one, like you've been kicked, but actually putu is a kupu Māori tuturu te name for more puke, uh, to be heaped up. Yeah. Oh, so it gives okay. you more visual about what it means. So keiraro e putu ana, you're just heaped up. Yeah. You're, you're down and out or you're, yeah, yeah, you've, Sometimes you've hit rock bottom and you can use that key. Oh, okay, that's what we put you on. Yeah. I'm down to my last Ferrari. Uh, rock bottom, Keiraro Ia Putuana, Keiraro Koe yeah, yeah. Putuana. And you say Rato. Oh man. Yeah, Keiraro Totima. Did you see my, did you see my TikTok? I'm in a, doing a TikTok <laughs> competition. Oh, bro, Keiraro TikTok e Putuana. <laughs> yeah, your TikToks are no good. Your TikToks are, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not up to scratch. Kare he fiore. You got no followers. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go at the UI Keiraro e Putuana. Keiraro e Putuana. Keiraro e Putuana. Main. Utena Tata we Homa, um, Katahuri Kita Tata Kaupapa, and um, Kiakoto Ngai Taringama. If you recall, when we done our Waitangi special, sort of to change it up and give a bit of a different angle to Taringa, um, the three of us went away and came back with some partai. And from those partai, they um, created talking points for us and learning points. Ana i tau tētahi māramatanga ki runga ki tēnā ki tēnā o mātou, me te tūmanako i tau hoki ki runga ki a koutou. Ana i pērā no mātou i tēnei wā. So we're going to be... Um, Talking about our partai that we've come back with. And who wants to start the ball rolling? Ehoma? Okay, I'm in. Okay, so we're going to go boy, girl, boy then. <laughs> <laughs> he determined the gender the gender route. So, yeah, mine, mine was pretty easy because I think uh, for to provoke some kōrero amongst us or amongst you lot, Ngai Taringa, is whether if you know or uh, if you had any tupuna that went to World War One or World War Two. So yeah, 
Do you have any tupuna that went to, or do you know of any tupuna that went to World War One or World War Two? Tupuna of yours? Um, yeah. So, uh, don't mean to brag, but uh, my koro and his brothers sort of set a record. There were seven of them, and all seven of them went to, or oh, joined the Maori Battalion. So they went to World War Two, and they all came back. Mm. So not only was it like a record that. One Fano had seven sons enlisted, but they also all returned. Wow, mm-hmm. that's more than the Ryan family. I don't know who they. Are. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so that's a pretty cool story for my Fano. Um, wow, that's wicked. That's defying a lot of odds. Yeah, yeah. One, the youngest brother. So, uh, my koro is Tafai Wanga, and um, his youngest brother, everyone sort of knew him down the coast as JK. Um, he was actually too young to enlist. I think it was about 14 or something, I'm, but he was. De- I'm not too sure on the exact age, but I know he was definitely underage um, to enlist. So he lied about his age just so he's, he was he could go. Wow. Um, his granddaughter said like that, um, I don't know, he didn't want to be left behind. So he gave a false date of birth to be accepted. And at the time, he thought it was going to be a good thing, like, to go. It was an opportunity to get out of the coast. But um, he suffered quite a lot through the time of the war, and it had a big impact on him and, no doubt, my koro and the other brothers. Um, when they got back, you know, they weren't the same people anymore. Mm. Mm. It definitely had a huge effect on um, also on all sorts of, layers mm. of um, Māoridom at that time, um, leadership. Um, so, you know, whānau, hapu, iwi were bereft of leaders. They would have been rangatira, respective rangatira, ne hapu, whānau, engari i hare ki tāwahi kamate. Mm-hmm. And also a lot of a lot of our kroa tūpuna that went overseas, so around the First World War, Second World War, some of our um, traditional whare wānanga were still functioning mm. at those times. And I recall uh, um, from out of Māori Marston's book, uh, when he returned from, I think it was World War Two, and uh, he was trying to explain to his kaumātua uh, the atom bomb and what it meant about taking the atom apart. And it's a really interesting quote in, in there. Anyway, a lot of our kroa that went over there, they went over there with all this knowledge uh, whakapapa, karakia Māori, you name it. And and a lot of them, um, they didn't get the opportunity because they were um, young, they hadn't had children of their own yet, oh. and they died over there. They they weren't able, none of that knowledge got shared. Mm. So it had a huge, huge effect on us. Uh, te ao Māori got a, a whole strata or whakapaparanga, uh, whakareanga rānei, whakatupuranga that went. Yeah. And then on the back of World War One, Te Pakanga Nui, so that's interesting too. Itawainga Tupuna, they've referred to it as Te Pakanga Nui o Te Ao. And when you hear Tupuna, when you read um, Old Kōrero, they'll refer to it as Te Pakanga Nui. And it was known as the Great War because they didn't know that at, at the time there was no World War Two. They didn't know there was going to be another World War, so it was referred to as Te Pakanga Nui. Mm. Our Tupuna that came back from World War one brought back with them as well, Te Refa Refa. Oh, oh true. So the Spanish flu returned 
um, with our with our not only Māori but all those that served overseas, um, they brought back with them the influenza, which is pertinent to you know what's happening now, what's happened um, with the um, Mate Uru Ta COVID nineteen te and then that was another blow kitaiwi Māori. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, 30 years later, or 20, 1940, 1939, 20 years later was Te Pakanga Tuarua. Mm. And, you know, you had, again, a lot of our tupuna that went overseas. And a lot of it was to prove ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. and um, was to prove ourselves as new tirini yeah. or part of a collective. British subjects. Yeah. That was um, why Apirana Ngata supported it, eh, was to sort of get Māori recognised as equals with the European settlers here in New Zealand. Anna, Anna. Yeah, kuena, kuena tētahi ona, ona, because the first, in answering your question, Te Puahiri, uh, I te me i kōtiti, engari kōtiti pai ngā kōrero. Kōtiti pai, yeah. Uh, my, on my nan's side, taku mōhio, I've got great-grand-uncles that went to te pakanga tūrua, but um, also in the Pioneer Battalion, so for the first mm. World War. So I had three, yep. um, my, my nan's father and his cousins, and a, a cousin and an uncle, engari kei te rangahau tonu au, my, my great-grandfather, he went to training, but I don't think he made it to Gallipoli. I'm not sure yet, and I've been reading up. And this, and our trip to Turkey last year inspired me to do some research on that. But definitely my great-grand-uncle and another Kroa, they went to Gallipoli. One served right up until 1919, and one came back in 1916. Wow. Uh, Nā te Māwiwi. Oh, cool. Yeah, so when um, Ite when uh, we we visited uh, Karipori and Karipori Tatata uh, Kupu Maori mo Galipoli is actually Galipoli is actually the Fakahua Irotoitereo Kriki, not Galipoli. Ah, oh, yeah. Galipoli. Yeah, not Galipoli. So um anyway, so it was quite moving for, for me, Itawai Haire Mawa. And I didn't, you know, initially I didn't I'll, I'll, to be honest, Itawai Haere Ma Ite Fakarite Mawa Kitariki Turkey last year. Aye. It wasn't on my list to go to Gallipoli at all, or Gallipoli. Engari Nataku Mohio Itayaku Kuroa Kireira. I felt that I wanted to go there and it was it was really quite special. Mm. Uh, and the other thing too is, is when you visit these, and Kote Fakarongo Mayana, um, you visit these mass graves, these Hemetere, these Urupa. And it wasn't until I went to the one in Kalipoli, and there's, oh, I don't know how many, there's lots and lots of cemeteries there. There's not one. And, they, and there's, they're strewed across the, the landscape. Wow. And you've got all these headstones. Engari, um, our tour guide, and man, he was, and uh, he explained to us, he says, well, you know, most war cemeteries, there's no bodies underneath those headstones. Mm. They're commemorations to the people so they know they fell there, but they don't actually know where they are because yeah. the whole place yeah, is true. a whole a battle site. The whole battle site is a cemetery. Yeah. And uh, orako, um, you know, ke orako nei ngā tupuna, takotoana, uh, we don't know where they are. 
Um, and, and even before the uh, Māori Pākehā, ngā pakanga ngāriri whenua, the New Zealand Wars, Aye. even uh, the pakanga between our tūpuna before Pākehā arrived, you know, uh, a lot of the time they were left where they were, um, where they died, where they fell. Oh, kia ora, kia ora. Well, I, I do, I have a great-grandfather. Oh, yeah? And he served in World War One. Oh, cool. Passed, and, and he, he lost his life in France. So he's he's buried over there in France. His name is Ivan Snowden. Mm, kia ora. But it's, um, and he was a uh, he tangata whakatangi Pukara. Oh. Yeah, he was a bugle a bugle boy or whatever they call it. And there's a whānau in Australia, I believe, that still holds that, that um, has that bugle. Oh, cool. Yeah, so we I have Fanunga and Aussie and um, they're trying to find that family too just so they can visit that bugle. Mm. But yeah, yeah. our great-grandfather, no, great, three times great. Mm. Yes, yeah, Ivan Snowden served in World War One. But I, I, it's funny, my immediate... um. Tupuna had it's sort of like they just missed the window oh, okay. in serving, so they did they did home stuff or home. What did they call that? Home defence. Yeah, 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 yeah. And my and my grandfather he he tried to he tried to enlist young, but um yeah he got caught. No, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. He wasn't got, able to fake his age that well. Nah, nah. He got told to stay home. <laughs> but of course we have Tupuna. We have big great Tupuna. Of course, um, Prawne talked of Maori Marsden and. Here's another uh, big tupuna throughout Ngai Takoto, but also throughout the Hokianga that went, and a lot of other big mm. names. And to add to that, it is true um, about we look at the decline of Maori culture in the simplest ways, and that's what that's what happened. You had you lost generations of knowledge, and when you lose generations, we all know that when there's a generational loss of language and knowledge then the, the, the following generation suffers and somewhat and, and so on and so on. Yeah. And then you look at post-World War with the industrial the industrialization of the world in the 1950s and then Māori spread to the the big um, cities or the epicentres to yeah. find work and, yeah. and stuff like that. So this is the impacts of starting from World War on to us now. Yeah. Mm. I think we've talked about it on Taringa before, um, Parone, but... I think I remember you saying that a lot of tikanga sort of had to change um, for a lot of the places um, around New Zealand. Like, for instance, women were the only ones left behind. So when it came mm. to doing things at the marae, it was only the women there to to do the pōwhiri, to speak. Ana. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that's the thing, you know, we've had all these sort of tweaks, I guess, or adaptations to our tikanga recently. Um, due to te mate uruta. Mm-hmm. But if we look in our history, there's been lots of instances where we've had to um, think in a more um, open way about our tikanga. And, and during the both wars was one, that's an example, definitely. And even and even their tangihanga practices then. Yeah. You know, for um, listening to one of the uh, Ngā Taonga episodes and um, when the Māori Battalion... Uh, te Hokofituatu return and one of the pōwhiri, many, many pōwhiri that happened right through Te Motu, all iwi had their own respective pōwhiri. But this particular one is at uh, Tūranga Waiwai and the karanga, oh, it's just, it's chilling to the bone when you hear our, our tupuna crying and wailing Wow, yeah. For these, for these hoya that have returned. And you know they're crying, well, They've returned home and people have died while they've been gone. Mm. They all haven't returned and they're bringing with them 
ta mate. Mm. Kei te kawe mate rātou. They cry that the wailing goes on for some minutes. And it really is something you hear. It's not just the, the wahine. You can hear kroa crying. Yeah. And it, it goes on for some time. And uh, the radio uh, announcer or narrator refers to it as the great uh, tangi. Wow. And this is the tangi part. I think I might have talked about it another time. Hui anō, kui nei ngā huatanga o te rāwā, and that was them bringing their mate, so even though their uh, comrades fell overseas, they brought their mate back to Aotearoa to be farewelled, how we do in Karanga, in Whaikōrero, in Motetea, and then they were sent off to Hawaii. Kia ora. Kā tahi ko te, uh, te whakāroa tāhua tērā ko uh, ki roto mm. i a tātou tikanga. Ana, ana. Speaking of um, some sound clips, well, we picked up one from Toroa Ngā Tauerua. Um, and uh, Prana, is this when they were in, they were in Pōneke? Did they, did they come into Pōneke in this one? Yep. I think this is the um, one of the mass porphyry they had in uh, Pōneke, Te Tara. And from there, they hopped on their trains uh, or whatever transport, and they went back. And then there were porphyry uh, amongst their own iwi. Ah, cool. And um, just in my little bit of research I've done, I know that, you know, I think Te Whanapanui had a big one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ngāti Pro had one. Mm. Um, and then you'd go, and then they had other ones back at their sort of local marae. Yeah. Um, so there were all these welcomings that happened um, to welcome them home. And this is, this recording is from that, the one that happened in um, Wellington that was attended by a lot of our uh, the rangatira and tohunga of that time. Kia ora, kia ora. Te kai kōrero i nai anei, tānatei whai kōrero, mō Taranaki, ko Taroa Ngātou, ko te kawaora, ko te kawaora. Wai anei te kupui wai o te akai au kōtou tupuna, hei wata wataei te tau mate, henei a kōtou kua tāpai nei, hara mai munga ai tua, hara mai munga ai tua. Potekawaura, <laughs> Angi angi matangi tafakaru wa karu ia iru wa karu ia ida ro karu ia ite hau wa taku manu nei. Kia koto koto ite ataka moa apu te matau taku man katite ro hakata hunga ite te ro ite au te matau taku manu nei ka harako e mata puate mahere tu te rangi marere kaukura ite hara tu mai ite kahuirong korongo e hai. Tayate 
and he's one he's one of many uh, during that time or that are, are at that porphyry mm. and do similar karakia to um, take off, well, one, to take off the tapu involved with with war. Kilda. Uh Which is killing people. Aye, aye. Yeah, you know, true. They, they came home and, as Erica said, they came back different people because they uh, went to fight and we don't like, we, I don't say dress it down, but, you know, they went and they killed people. Yeah, yeah. tika, tika. And people and their friends were killed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're soldiers. Yeah, and would have had to do things to yeah. Anna and those karakia were to watch or take that tapu away, involved with the with blood, yeah, and um, the loss of life through war, and also uh, and and the other thing was to bring them back into the world of light. Mm. Kilda, yeah, and that's that's quite um freaky. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not freaky, but it's interesting and it's heartwarming and it's um really. Um, I'm, I'm lost of words at the moment, but because we, I know of traditions and where our tupuna enlisted, and they one they had to get permission from some of the some of the elders. Two, once that happened, they some of them went under the karakafati, the tohu, the, the karakafati, which is the karakia for war, or the 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 ceremony that that warriors go under before they enter into war. And there were also ceremonies in the Hokianga where they would go to their place of tohi and some of them, by the way they dived in and came out of the water, they knew who was returning and who wasn't. Mm. Um, so these are really, you know, you're looking at Matauranga Māori um, merging or sitting in the landscape of European war, mm. you know, the way that we addressed it. And so those, and, and, and as Prane said that, the Farewana, some Farewana were still in operation at the time. And mm. these are probably some of the last accounts that we may know of of, of these practices, the Tohi Karakafati. So that's very interesting. And, and even in our Ngati Hine episode back in, uh, I think it's episode 87, Peter Tipene, our guest speaker for Ngati Hine, he talked about how in 19, yeah, 1939, they have this big hui in Wyomio. And after the hui, they come out and they declare Ngāpuhi declares war on Germany. Oh, yeah. So our iwi, our iwi were doing that as well. 
but what I find interesting is the the concept of the Fakaro Māori or the 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 Mātauranga Māori that's gone into this. They didn't go, and they declared war on Germany before New Zealand did. So they were acting. It's a it's a mm. he 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 mahi he fakatau tino rangatira tanga tena he fakatau ira nei te rangatira tanga o tena o tena o ngaiwi. They say we don't need we don't need to be told mm. by our government, but we decide. We will decide when and where that things happen. So yeah, yeah, there's just some interesting points. Mm. And of course, just like that instance, there were others who opposed it, like Te Puya. Aye, the anti-conscription and the Waikato. Yeah, because, well, mm. you know, she she didn't see why they should fight for an empire that had confiscated, invaded and occupied their land. So didn't she kind of gather up all of the men who were of the conscription age and house them at Turanga Waiwai or something? I'm not too sure. You'd probably know more than me. Well, this is a good lead into my part, eh? Kia ora. Do you know e mohiana korua ki te ture pruma me te ture mapere? Have you heard of the ture pruma and the ture mapere? Kao. Ture pruma and ture mapere. Pruma. Pruma. Yeah. Like a broom. No. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what? Really? <laughs> and uh, what was the other one? Ture mapere. Mapere. Um, so te, um, don't know what that one could be. No, I haven't. Mapere <laughs> is marble. Oh, it's marble. the broom and the broom and marble law. You've lost your marbles. You lost your marbles. <laughs> mapere, mapere so the ture pruma was the law passed in 1916, which imposed conscription mm. for the um, Great War on Pakeha, and then eventually. The next year, in June 1917, this was extended to Māori, but the target was uh, Waikato. Wow. So that was known as, that was known as Te Ture Pruma yeah. to Māori. Yeah. Mm. And the Ture Māpere, or the marble law, was the ballot. The ballot, kia ora. Oh, yep. okay. So uh, you, were, you were given a number, and the number was written on a, on a, on a little wooden ball or marble, and it was put in a box and then turned around sort of like um, bingo. Yeah. How's it? And then the, the marble was pulled out. And if your number was on it, then you were conscripted. Ooh, that's like the Hunger Games. Yeah, and that was known as Te Ture Māpere. Te Ture Māpere. Wow. Yeah. And um, and they called it the uh, Lottery of Death. Oh. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um. And interestingly, in regards to Waikato and Manipoto, as I said, my Karua, um signed up. They actually signed up. Well, yeah, actually, I must have done some research on that. Or to my knowledge, they actually signed up to go. Mm. King Terata was the king at the time. He never openly said, don't go, but he also didn't say go. And a lot of Waikato and Manipoto and Tainui, I guess, didn't go because the king didn't say go. Guy, uh, but he did what he did say was it's up to each individual if they want to go. Kilda, okay, yeah, it was actually his younger brother, Terau. Aye, he was only 16 and not eligible for Temapere to be in the lottery of death. But um, a telegram was sent to him asking why he had not appeared 
to be conscripted and yeah, that set off a whole chain of events. Mm. And uh, from that period was born the Waiata, uh, which is still sung in, in Waikato today, Ngara Ohunekara Tepakanga. Well, oh. Ngara Tepakanga Kiro to Waikato Kari Rokoterau. Meta no hoko fitu turi atsura te tatau o te fare o te hoariri. Now, it's a, it's a really, really um, kaupapa toimaha. Aye. Tera waiata. Aoko te tangi. Um, but, yeah, but our people were masters at, um, and it's something I, I've, I've commended Rikirangi, Rikirangi for. Rikirangi, Some of his compositions mm. for te whanaapanui. Yeah. Um, ne poi, going into kapaka now, but te poi at Waiohika back in Tūranga Nuiakiwa was about the wars between Ngāti Pro and Te Whāna Apanui. But you wouldn't think that listening to the rangi of the song Aye. and the waiata. And, and, and yeah, so our, our tūpuna were masters of doing that and it wasn't about looking at things through rose-tinted glasses or anything. Mm. It was a way of, um, I believe, um, that waiata was a rongoa for us and there's lots of waiata that came out, you know, both in Te Pakanga Tuatai Tuarua, E Pariranga Taikiteakau, which is a favourite, um, Te Hokofitu Atu, Waituini Ngāwai, Hoki Mai e Tamama, you know, there's these all waiata yeah. that we sing in here, and Rangatai today sing them as well, because they're, you know, they're favourites. Mm. But a lot of our people don't know the origins of, truly know the origins of those waiata. Anyway, so that was Te Ture Pruma me Te Ture Mapere. Wow. wow. And I think just to touch on that, um, Tom Roa, tēnā koe Tom, uh, and Maihe Paki put together a, a good kōrero about Waikato and Maniapoto yeah. uh, during that time. And uh, I think that book is Maihe Te Tupua. Yeah, Maihe Te Tupua. Mm-hmm. And that, that Kingi Te Rata, his brother, younger brother Te Rau or Te Rauanganga, is the grandfather to Nene Tahi. Oh, is that his grandfather or father? which they done a documentary about. And, um, oh, yeah. sure. Nene Tahi was the wife of the late Mr. Mangu, who was oh. instrumental in setting up um, Otafal. Mm. And just in closing on this, this part, on my part, I, the good that came out of it was when um, Te Poya gathered the people, it was actually at um, Te Paina, or what we call Mursa. Oh, yeah. At that gathering, uh, there was a kroa there from Taranaki because a lot of Taranaki because of Te Whiti and Te Tohu uh, and uh, the movement there at Parihaka and the association of with King Itafiao. Whānau from Taranaki came up to join with Waikato. And while they were at Te Paina and the, the constabulary or the police were coming, and um, this crowa referred to the fact that Tafiao had left the faith and he was talking about Paimari their faith, that he had left that at the base of Taupiri. Uh, but he had said, Ki te toimaha koutou e te iwi tikina. Uh, so when you're feeling heavy, when the time comes, when you're feeling heavy, uh, go and get this karakia. And that was actually the resurgence of te whakapono pai marire. Kia mm. um, And that's when te pai, pai marire resurfaced. It hadn't been used since Tafiao uh, buried it metaphorically at Taupiri. Hmm. True. Wow. Aye, we. And we didn't end up going boy, boy, girl, boy. Cause <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> but it, it's amazing how well the direction that this this corridor has taken. Yeah, yeah, we were going to touch on Māori Battalion, but what what I think we've done is 
we've touched on Matauranga Māori uh, used to navigate uh, our people through these times. Kia ora. And I think just in this day and age and the tumultuous times that we're facing, there is a space for Matauranga Māori or even examples of Matauranga Māori that can help us navigate these uncharted waters. Or perhaps these are charted waters and we can look back to use that Matauranga Māori to help us navigate these paths now. Kia ora. Mm. And even though, and while Erica gets ready to say her pātai, share her pātai with us, um, you know, talking about Matauranga Māori, they used that Matauranga Māori, our tūpuna used that as well. Kia ora. Yeah. While they were over, overseas at these battles. Definitely. Tuka. You know, tūhoi one of their kaitiaki as uh, hikutaya. Kia ora. Um, he tanifa he moko moko. And there's a korero about this uh, contingent of the battalion who had a lot of tūhoi in there. And they were going down one way and they saw this uh, moko moko come out and they addressed it as hikutaya. Mm. And I, I think they may have been in Greece. I'm not sure. And it was a tau to them and it was hikutaya. So they, they, they got off the path or where they were going and then um, a much larger troop from the enemy side came around the corner. So um, this maramatanga, this matauranga, they didn't leave it behind when they went over yep. uh, overseas. That actually helped them. Yeah. Kia ora. Okay. Well, it's actually sort of related to what my pātai is going to be, but before I get there, I want to share something that I um, heard about the Pioneer War and um, the Māori contingent that helped in a place called Ypres. Um, yeah, so in Ypres, there's a town there that they came under, I don't know, fire, I guess, from whoever the enemy was, and they had a, a lot of Māori there just to kind of help them out. They weren't actually meant to be fighting, I don't think. But what ended up happening is they had so much mātauranga in trench warfare, you know, from all, from all our land wars and things, that they ended up implementing trench warfare over them and pretty much saved the whole town of Ypres from the enemy. Mm. So thought that was pretty cool. But so my partai for this one is, do you know who... Do you know what the knife men are or who the knife men were? Kaori. I think the knife men were, um, were they the people that um, sort of, well, I've heard the story and it's, it, takes, it takes different forms, but it's generally about sneaking a, sneaking a pig back for a Christmas feed. <laughs> no. Was that the knife men? Okay. <laughs> Wrong, wrong story. Tēnā kimi kimi hoki. Tēnā kimi kimi hoki. Kei raro hoku whakaaroi putana. Hoi no? Ana. Um, no, but that was probably a cool story. But um, now the knife men were referred to the Māori Battalion. Wow. And um, they earned this name in the Battle of Crete. So um, what happened was Crete was sort of being used as a, a segue point, I guess, for... They evacuated lots of um, soldiers from all sorts of countries to Crete and it was they were to wait there until they were being shipped off to Egypt. But what happened was it all changed because, I, I'm not sure how they found out, but um, the largest attempted airborne attack came in on Crete. 
Wow. So it all changed and all of a sudden they all had to basically defend Crete from this the greatest airborne attack. And um, the Māori battalion gained a really good reputation there because of their skills uh, with the bayonet. Oh, kia um, So I found a quote. Um, it was from a letter written by Private Westbrook of the 18th Auckland Battalion. Um, and he says, The name Māori was almost a byword with the Tommies. Their continual bayonet charges and the havoc they caused among the Jerrys with cold steel earned them the name of the Knife Men. Mm. And um, I thought, like, this story is pretty, uh, resonates with me because a few years ago I was actually in Greece and um, my friend and I were in this bar and we got talking to the the bar lady and once she realised that we are from New Zealand and we are Māori, she... She loved us after that. She was telling us about how... Free drinks. Yep, free drinks. (laughs) (laughs) She she was telling us all about how her father um, served in the war from Greece. He was a Greek soldier. And um, he loved New Zealand and loved the Māori people because he fought alongside them. And he used to tell it all the time about how he wanted to come to New Zealand because what they did is they managed to hide their Greek soldiers and their, I think, Greek... Um, did they have a king or something there? Yeah, they did. Yeah, they, they, they hid... The Māori battalion successfully hid their Greek king from the Germans and pretty much saved his life at, during that battle. Kia ora. So over there, I, I know down the coast um, at Whangaparawa, there's usually a group every year or two years that go over with... Um, the principal, Tuihana Puk, overseas, and they follow the Māori battalion footsteps around the different battle sites. And she said when they were there, um, the Greek people pretty much, they've just got such a big aroha for the Māori battalion. Um, there's a very special bond, and she said they just went completely out of their way to be hospitable and to manaki them because of their tipuna. Kia ora. I just thought they were so cool. They're nākwe. Oh, that's cool. So cool to have that legacy still going on today. Yeah. Just going back to, to your um, te kōrero mo te knife men and, um, you know, ko e tai o ngā kōrero ko arango na e au, i raue ngā Māori ki te whawhai. Ai. Uh, me ngā pēneti. Yeah. Herite ki te mau rākau. Ai. Mm. Hey, so, um, you know, I'm sure that having that, you know, a lot of them that we know we took it, they would have had knowledge of tayaha. Um, and they would have been taught by their kroa. Some of those, those traditions would have still been taught. Mm. Mm. And because yeah. I'm thinking of how far away generationally do you think they are from from the Māori land wars? So, like, uh, would, would they have been, like, two, three generations? So they were still intact with that type of... I don't know, survival, combatant type of lifestyle or... I don't know. I don't want to say... I don't like the idea of warrior race. You know, I don't like that. I don't like using that idea. But they must be... They must have been still like two, three generations close mm. to their tupuna having... Well, tupuna kaitangata ni. Well, if you look at um, World War One, nineteen, Aye. You know, 1916. Kia ora, tiga. 
So that's only, that's 80 years after the wars in Waikato. Yeah. Wow, that is too, yeah, um, yeah. And there were, there were kaumatua at that hui at Te Paina who were alive. They were wow. children mm. during the land wars. Killed them. Yeah. The New Zealand wars. So very close, yeah. yeah very close. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they probably had a tipuna who had living memory of those times. Yep. It's really, um, I don't want to get away from our Anzac kaupapa, but I questioned why Te Ao Māori and, and Aotearoa, you know, they say that our nation was born out of the World War One and World War II. Um, that's when we got a sense of nationhood, more so than uh, Waitangi. And when I started on the um, commemorations of our own battles here in Aotearoa, I continually questioned uh, myself and I guess our society as to why we as Māori gravitate more to um, the commemoration of uh, wars that happen overseas. And I came to the, um, well, my theory is, is we've got more of a connection because we've got visuals. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, we've got photos of our tupuna mm. um, that went to war and came back. They're closer to us. You know, uh, we've got newspaper clippings and things like that. Or I had the chance to meet one or two, yeah. Yeah, and it's something that's taught in schools. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. As well. Whereas if you look, you know, all three of us here have a link to the New Zealand wars through our tupuna. Mm. You know, about the, the fikoi that um, Te Whanaapunui do overseas. It would be awesome if Te Whanaapunui done one from Te Whanaapunui through to Matata, where, uh, to the Battle of um, Kaukauroa. Yeah. Yeah, where, where they were vetoed by um, Te Arawa and others from coming across to us, to Orakei. Oh, wow. Mm, true. That's just, that's just a whakaro. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But definitely it's because of that connection we have visually, you know, and our, our tupuna came back with those stories and we've told stories that that our parents or grandparents have told us. So there seems to be more of a connection. Mm. Yeah. Um, and that's not taking in anything away either. Karewe pirangi e harai te me whai anau ki te whakaiti i ngā pānga mai me te hirahira o te haerenga o tātou mātua tupuna and even looking at Anzac, you know, comes from Australian, New Zealand Army Corps. Army Corps. Nera. Not the biscuit. From Karipuri. From Karipuri. <laughs> but now we use Anzac as a blanket term. And um, Anzac is a day where we recognise everybody that served, both men and women. Kia ora. Mm. Uh, you know, there were other campaigns like Vietnam and um, East mm. Timor. East Timor, yeah. Um, you know, all of, all of our service, return servicemen are remembered. Mm. I want to go back to um, the waiata that I referred to, a lot of the waiata that came out of Te Pakanga Nui. And um, this is going to be our waiata Motewiki. Kia And this is one of my favourites. Not as well known as it's, it's, it's sung profusely through Ngāti Pro, and I'm sure, Erika, you'd find your nannies in Koro knows this one as well. Ngā Whare Pā, composed by uh, Tā Apira Nangata in 1918. I welcome home to the survivors from the Great War, Te Pakanga Nui, Battles of Karipuri and France. 
of the 2,200 Māori who went to war, um, 300 died and 700 were wounded. Mm. So, anei te waiata, ngā wharepa, whakarongumai. Engari, while we were doing sort of, uh, we do do a little bit of research before we jump on. Well, sometimes we do. Yeah, sometimes. Engari, te korero mātou, ki a mātou anō e te iwi, we were talking amongst ourselves um, and thought that um, we'd do a whole episode, a tōna wā mō ngā waiata, Aye. That came out of that period. Mm, yep. mm. Yeah, we 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 wouldn't be able, we wouldn't do justice to it. So it deserves a full episode of Taringa, um, and we'll look at the reo, the kupu they used, irotoinga waiata, as well as the composers and the tunes. No reira, that's going to be our next episode. Ngā waiata uh, te pakanga. Ahoi ano eteiwi um, emihi nei emihi tonua na mata ki a kuto. E huama, do you have any last words before I wrap us up? A uh, tēnā koutou ngā whānau uh, e whakamaumahara ana ki a rātou uh, i, haere, i haere tā wahi uh, kāri i hoki mai. Uh, no re re whakaro nui ana ki a koutou i tēnei wā, a otira ki a rātou kua, kua whakawhiti atu kei tua te ārai, rātou i mate mō tātou te hunga e noho nei e kōrero rero e whakarongo mai nei. Uh, no re re mihi ana ki a koutou, kei ware ware tātou. Kia ora. Kia ora. Just remember them and be proud of who you are. Tēnā koe, tēnā koe tuahi, neo tira kōrua. Ana hei kupu whakamutinga māku, uh, uh, ko nā kupu whakamaharai a rātou, ara ko te Oura of Remembrance. E kore rātou e kau mātuatia. Pēnei i a tātou kua mahue nei. E kore hoki rātou e ngoi kore. Ahakoa pēwhea i ngā huatanga o te wā. 
i te heke ngā tuotera, tainoa ki te aranga mai i te ata, ka mau mahara tonu tātou ki a rātou. Ka mau mahara tonu tātou ki a rātou. Hei kona mai rā e tēwi. Fakarongo ki te tangi a te kori mako Korero flowing at the hooker force Kaupapa relevant, kaupapa out of bounds Kaupapa exigent, kaupapa paramount Nā kona whakapiri mai ki te Kaupapa tino whakahira hira Fakarongo pi kari kari mai Hare are mai o tāringa hare hare mai We gotta gather up close everybody Gather up close everybody Kani kani move that body Kani kani move that body Taringa he mea tuku nā te wānanga o Aotearoa, a nā te māngai pāho i tautoko. To listen to more episodes, search for us on your podcast app and subscribe. Taringa, whakarongo mai.